Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. always learning new things aren't we that's the truth i mean every day i mean pretty much anyone you talk to that is later in their life if they're making it real late in life one of the wonderful things i love hearing people say is i'm still learning Uh uh-huh i agree the smartest ones usually are still learning well i learned something this weekend that i will share but Maybe I'm the only one that didn't know this. Okay. I'm scared. So it's <laughs> it's hot, obviously, and oh. I'm using my ceiling fan more than okay. I normally do. Does this have to do with which direction? Did you already know this? <laughs> Am I the only one that didn't know the seasons dictate the direction that your ceiling fan should be set? No, I'm sure... I don't always change it either. So counterclockwise but- is how your ceiling fan should be set for summer. Okay. It sends the like jet stream or whatever that is, wind, the wind in the right direction. To pull hot air up. I guess. And then in the winter you want the air going, I don't know. But yeah. I do remember because I've, I've now got my fans counterclockwise. Okay. And it's summer in the south. So they're doing their job. So let's just talk about that. <laughs> heat of the summer my air went out on friday that is painful and been there done that yes you realize how far we've come in the south with air conditioning yes because i had two days of just fans in my bedroom because i stayed i didn't go you offered that i could come to your house Leslie offered I could come to her house. You're basically like Mom some of the people we're going to be talking about in today's episode. I wanted to be at my house. <laughs> That's right. So anyway, I toughed it out, but I was so grateful when it was back Once on. Once it kicked on. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, you just realize like the South is brutal. Well, and we've mentioned it here before. That's why things like sweet tea and sleeping porches. And I mean, there are <laughs> porches things... with ceiling fans. Like yeah. this is legit. Yeah. reasons why people do these things why we have what we have because yeah of i've never had climate. so many iced beverages I, you know i usually don't even want ice in my water no i wanted ice in everything and on me i hadn't i was supposed to be icing my you know from my surgery anyway it was like oh yes lord <laughs> i want ice anyhow well i'm glad you're back online and and I- i'm grateful for electricity that blows said 
air conditioning. Yeah. Because um, that's one of the things we're going to talk about. It is. Well, let's do. Let's talk about it. So we are um, talking about the Tennessee Valley Authority, otherwise known as the TVA today. That's right. I mean, talk about something that changed the South. And I will also, since I've already admitted I didn't know ceiling fan directions and the cause and effect of those, I will let you know I got schooled when researching Majorly schooled. this today. Okay, well, I'm glad to hear you say that at least. And I still think we're we're just dipping our toe in, in the water, per in, se. <laughs> exactly. For this, because this is a huge topic. But I didn't, I don't hear people talk about this in my circle and I don't think well, it's talked about very much anymore I don't think it is anymore because it's a given right that we have clean water and that we have uh electricity I mean I'm saying it's a given because in most places in America that is a given it is yeah but it wasn't always a given in fact after the great depression the whole country was suffering but the south was really suffering yes I mean, no we, jobs. We were having major flooding going on in certain areas, and, you know, there was no control of the... So that was eroding farmland. Yeah. Like... People dying. Millions of acres of farmland. I'm not just talking about... There was some family farms that got yeah, washed away. That lost their tomato crop. Right. No, no. We're talking... Millions major, yeah. of acres. Seven million is actually what I is that right? saw was the soil erosion that had ruined seven million acres of farmland. Wow. So these were the problems that the government started scratching their head. Yeah. Going, what are we going to do? Right. Well, it's interesting because I was even, you know, we, we watched that um, Ken Burns country music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, documentary. Fabulous. Anyway, some of the pictures they would show from, you know, the early 1900s and yeah. things like that. One of the comments I made to mom was, there's no grass. It's so muddy. Like, they would just show, like, scenes where I was like, it's all dirt and mud. Yeah. And um, that's something that's wild to think about, too, with when there's no control of the water and the wash of water. There is, how's grass going to grow? That's so true because, <laughs> you know, we have had even issues with... um your yard here and i've had issues alongside my driveway in areas where it's just just even a small stream of water right? that doesn't have the blockage to direct it in the right way and i can't grow stuff and right? i can't there's puddles that form so that think about to, if that's just the whole neighborhood a, yeah <laughs> okay so yeah we had some problems in the 30s 1930s yeah in so tennessee especially but even our neighboring states. states. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, because Tennessee is blessed with um, many, you know, we have lakes and things like that, but that presents problems. The Tennessee River was massively flooding. So um, under Franklin Delano Roosevelt's New Deal, mm -hmm. part of that was the establishment of this, what we're going to just keep saying, TVA, Tennessee yeah. Valley Authority. So it was like an act that he put into place. And he put into place this act to improve the navigability and to provide for the flood control of the Tennessee River, to provide for reforestation and the proper use of marginal lands in the Tennessee Valley, to provide for the agriculture, cultural, and industrial development of said valley and for other purposes. Yeah, I mean, we can go into some of the different things that came out of that but that's humongous there was a senator from nebraska 
the name George W. Norris, and he was the strong sponsor of this project. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are familiar with Tennessee, you may have heard of Norris Dam. That's yes. named after him. Right outside of Knoxville. Right outside Knoxville. And that was the one of the major first dams that was done um, to help with all of this flooding. Now, the states that this... Hold on, before you do that, just so you know, that dam cost $36 million to build. In 1933. I want to give some scope. Yeah. (laughs) How much is $33 million today? We're not talking about this little concrete structure that they threw up in the hills of East Tennessee to move some waters. imagine how much that even equals today. And the other thing that's so interesting about this, too, that we don't even think about today, because like you said earlier, it's just a given. My favorite lake in Knoxville is Norris Lake. Okay. I love it. It's beautiful. We would go wakeboarding in college on Norris Lake. It was always just the prettiest. You could always even, I could find my way around better because it just seemed like there was more differentiating um, shorelines, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I didn't even think that there was a dam that created this lake. This not, lake did not exist before Norris Dam. And now it was It was just a given that it's a lake. A lake is a lake. Is. Yeah, so that's interesting to think about, too, for recreational use, even. Yeah. Some of the benefits that came out of this, beyond just trying to help flooding. That's right. Yeah, I mean, beautiful walking trails when they were doing all the concreting of these areas and things like that like this changed the whole dynamic of the south in so many ways i don't even know if we can cover it all. but people were not just down with this immediately right we need to to, like talk i mean of course with anything political there's pushback there's you know people thinking there's different ways to accomplish it or that it doesn't need to be touched at all that's right and this is like we you actually used the words, this was a no-win situation. I From think so. From the perspective of uh, there's going to be difficult things that have to happen, but it included literally having to move towns. Yeah. Because if these towns were positioned such that they were flooding really bad, or just based on where they were positioned, that this was the way the water had to be navigated. Right. We're going to have to move said town. Yes. To a higher location or a different location. And that means moving families. Yeah. In fact, I saw different numbers. I don't know if you saw different numbers, but fourteen to 15,000 families. Oh, I didn't see that. Had to be moved. Whoa. Around this whole project. So not just, you know, different towns had different amounts maybe one town was 3,000 families or yeah. different things like that but it equaled about fourteen to 15,000 families so that's a lot of people that's a lot of people that you have to go knock on their door and go hey we've got this project got some bad news <laughs> um, about your house yeah now they did this was you know the federal government was giving them money for their home sure and moving them to something similar equal they would say but when it's been your land for generations how do you put a price tag on it even if it hasn't been your land our your home is where your heart is is your home so think about sitting in your car or listening to this podcast wherever you are today if you live in an apartment or a condo or a home or you know you're sharing a space with somebody even temporarily even the the sort of um 
invasion that you feel when somebody goes, you have to leave. Yeah. We'll get you somewhere else, but you have to leave. It's stunting. Somewhere else is not here. Yeah. So (laughs) that's hard. We watched a funny movie. Yeah, I don't think it was. Uh, it's, well, it was an interesting funny. movie, right? A drama. It's from 1960. It's called Wild River. I doubt anyone listening has heard of it, but you should. You never know. You should look into it. It was interesting enough, if you're enjoying this topic, to look into. To ju- Yeah. It's actually more of a love drama story. I didn't expect that. It's I thought it was going to be more about just telling this story. Yeah. But it's a movie, so they have to have a love story. Yeah, it's a fictional story with this whole TVA project as the backdrop. And even was loosely based on a woman named Maddie Randolph. Yes. So Maddie Randolph was a person who really did not appreciate the TVA wanting to move her because you couldn't put a price tag on her farm right that her husband had worked so hard on um working that land tending that land so um she basically was forced yeah I mean she put her foot down for as long as she could yeah and watched every you know neighbor family member animal i mean everybody leave this walk away because yeah. the movie we said came out in 1960 but it's set in the 30s so it, I mean, right. it's right supposed it's to be supposed to be when this was happening yeah. they don't i don't remember if they actually say a name of a town they're showing maps and things and they even have some real footage that was crazy. of flooding that had happened yeah yeah they shot it somewhere near chattanooga okay i did look that up okay but yeah, it's worth seeing if you are interested in this topic at all. But, yeah. Um, another movie, while we're talking about movies, um, famous from, I can't remember when that movie came out, early 2000s. Um, oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Okay, which, now I bet our listeners have seen that one. If you haven't, you definitely need to see it. It is hysterical. And the soundtrack is fabulous it sure is remember that i'm thinking there's a lot of allison krauss on there yeah too. it's okay. so good but anyway um the very end of that movie it's got turns and twists and funny things that happen to these um main guys they're all like robbers throughout. right they're all um they've escaped prison that's right okay and I can't remember oh, yeah, their crimes, they, but they've escaped prison and they keep having all these crazy things happen where they get away. Yes. From, even though they get caught, then they get away. Yes. But at the very end of the movie, they are literally cornered. They finally, you know, the, um, the they've been guards caught. have finally got them. And yeah. Got them cornered. And they have literally already got the nooses hung and the graves dug oh, where they're going to put them. And there is a scene where they are praying to God last words to uh for him to have mercy and this flood water busts through and just washes over the whole area sends them flying so they go flying and once they come up there's three guys yeah two of them they're saying god's had mercy on us it's a miracle it's a miracle and george clooney says no i told you they were gonna flood this area we're all about to get electricity the south is changing they're putting us all on a grid and it's from when the tva was building these dams and flooding these cities out so wow anyhow well so he is right i mean part of part of the The move of homes was for flooding but they were 
putting this all together to create hydroelectricity. That's right. Which I would need a science class to understand that. I mean, Girl. if we went over that in school, I must have been asleep that day because I still don't understand how rushing water or falling water can create energy. Energy, but, but it does. I'm not a scientist, so I'm not going to pretend to know that. But the the company... I do want to make mention, I mean, TVA still exists today. I'm, right. I'm going to jump That's forward a just federally for a second. Owned. And, and um, they provide electricity. Electricity company, yeah. For, I believe it's 10 million people in parts of the seven southeastern states that the TVA region includes. So, we, I mean, we mentioned Tennessee, but we're talking a lot of Mississippi. Uh-huh. All of Tennessee, a lot of Mississippi good amount of kentucky and then like portions of north carolina virginia alabama and georgia yeah just a little yeah of that um but yeah that's that's amazing and they also employ about ten thousand people now oh my gosh now they employed a lot of people even in clearing land building these dams so that created jobs so that was creating jobs but as of right now they're headquartered in knoxville Mm mm-hmm and they employ about 10,000 total. And that's also in their offices of Nashville, Chattanooga, and Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Oh, yeah. That's where they have offices. Well, they've always received criticism. I mean, people think they used excessive force. They think that they, um, you know, like we just said, like they came towards uncompromising or unwilling customers and just pushed them out. And it's really... A difficult scenario because like we said it what are you gonna do it wasn't I mean, solving itself right and so something had to be done the, and i just think there's no doubt that the tva has tra- transformed and made life now easier for our residents absolutely well i don't want to get away from when you were talking about um electricity and how it's made from power you know the power that comes from that falling water and all one thing I want to mention is um I I didn't do extensive research on this but there is a lot of people who believe the placement of um where they were doing all of this for the TVA where they put the dams and was so that they could finish making an atomic bomb Ooh. as well now we know oak ridge is where that was done in yes tennessee oak ridge tennessee which is super close to where we're talking about mm-hmm. a lot of this activity going on with norris dam and there was a big dam called fontana dam mm-hmm. and that one is the one where i believe they got the needed energy to finish making the atomic bomb so wow i've been on fontana lake too okay so that's kind of interesting to think about with all of this too the federal government getting involved in all of this because uh, talk about controversial that's super controversial all war things are oh for sure um but and this would have been we were in a mess in the 40s i was gonna say with the world war ii that yeah and it was in the 60s where a lot of that nuclear plant building began okay in the 60s in general were just chaos yeah so i mean you know throw tva in the mix yeah right well um but yeah you're right there's not i mean uh, there's just so much that came good that came out of better 
um, control of this water. And even the TVA even developed fertilizers. They taught farmers ways to improve crop yields. Um, they helped replant forest, controlled forest fires, um, and they improved habitat for fish and wildlife. I mean, it's amazing. All of that touches our life, whether we realize it or not. For sure. Um, so, can we talk about real quick the um, you mentioned towns that had to get moved? Yeah, let's talk about some. So there were a couple that, I mean, no longer exist. That's right. They are completely underwater. So one of those is the Pickwick Dam, uh-huh. right? And I, I read that when it was announced in February of 1934 that the local paper, paper proclaimed President Roosevelt gladdened the heart of every man. Isn't that interesting? That that was what the local paper was saying. And then I went on to see that it, um, this source was saying, it is true that most local residents eager for good paying jobs celebrated the coming construction of both dam and reservoir. However, their enthusiasm was somewhat tempered by another less appealing consequence of the construction effort, the loss of relocation of hundreds of homes, farms, and families. So there were two cities, Waterloo, Tennessee, uh-huh. and Riverton, Tennessee. Uh-huh. Both of those cities are gone. Completely. <laughs> now, they didn't they, did they move them? Did they move the town, or did they just say hey you find it no another if, if i mean okay yes they probably did laney but they are not called that anymore. okay wow. if you google waterloo tennessee the image that comes up is a river wow that is so crazy because you know on google like it'll yeah. show you images associated with yeah. your search and it's literally yeah. look a for a rushing river that's wow. what waterloo tennessee looks now like. i think they may have had to have even offered you know that means that the dead that are buried um would need to be moved as well. That's crazy. Or be underwater. So I think they did offer if people wanted to move a deceased, they could. But um, yeah, isn't that wild to think? Yeah. Of just how much, what what all is going to be going and this, under. This is pretty close to us. Like Waterloo, that would have been a little north of Cookville, Tennessee. Okay. That's not far from us here in Nashville. And then Riverton was... North of Crossville, Tennessee, almost to the Kentucky-Tennessee border. Okay. So. Well, then there was a town called Butler, Tennessee. Okay. In the northeast that also was one that had to be moved. They they did move that town. Like, okay. there is still a Butler, okay. Tennessee. Um, but Butler, as it was, was completely flooded. Wow. So, um, that town actually has a museum, the Butler Museum. Oh, fun. Um, there was enough people that had photographs and memorabilia from their town. Cool. That they made a museum of, I've not been to it, so I don't know how extensive this museum is, but um, they wanted to honor the town that was well, so they have cool. a little museum that you can visit um in their new town of their old town wow so weird i mean because where you grow up is so important that's right and so i can't imagine going well i grew up in this town but it doesn't exist anymore well so there's a photograph in one of these um you know the tennessee magazine that i get from the, oh, yeah, electric, from the electric membership yeah, yeah they it's a, actually really pretty yeah, good I magazine yeah 
Um, but as I was doing my research for this, I found an article that they had done in a 2016 episode, uh, issue rather, about this museum. Oh, okay. And there's a man um, that was interviewed in the in the article who's, I mean, living. You know, when you think about this was, what, 35? Oh, so he was true. a boy. Yeah. But, um, you know, he's one of the main ones that wow. helped to get this museum going wow. to his parents' town and everything. And so this is stuff that people that are living now remember. That's crazy. <laughs> that is so crazy. Um, so anyway, but not for long. I mean, that generation will be gone. Yeah. And this will really be only, a, you know, we were talking about, we haven't thought a lot about the TVA. Mm -mm. But that's because it's always been. It's always been to us. So for these people that knew life before the TVA, I bet they've never forgotten. Uh-uh. No. What I mean, all was done. Yeah. Any of the images that you can look up in Google. I mean, this was crazy to watch water rushing through places. Just, I mean, it's like watching a natural flood sometimes where you're just looking at, you know, a rooftop and that's yeah. all you can see. Yeah. Or... Yeah, I remember in that, oh, brother, where art thou? Like a cow standing on top of, of, a, house. of a house. Yeah. You know, I mean. It's... Yeah, to think about everything that got affected. Yeah. But I I did see, I think there was like a total of 16 hydroelectric dams. Okay. That came out of this. Close to $2.1 billion. Wow. Not a, not an easy uh, light project. Well, some of the biggest ones were Fort Loudoun, Watts Bar Dam, Chickamauga Dam, Nickajack Dam, Gunnersville Dam. I mean, I've been to most of I've these. I've been to a it's lot so of these. Funny. I like Watts Bar Lake, too. <laughs> Wheeler Dam, Wilson Dam, Pickwick Landing Dam, Kentucky Dam. I mean, that's some of the biggest ones. But, yeah, there's even more than that. Wow. So, if you um, drive through the South, you'll see many of these um areas where you can pull off and enjoy lovely scenery but it wasn't always like that yeah and so i would say especially that middle to east tennessee region yeah. you know knoxville chattanooga and the surrounding areas especially yeah those areas are where we're talking about but yeah very very interesting to think about so life life as we know it since we've always had this electricity but gosh that they, was Thank goodness for people that care to understand how all this How to even, I know, I think about like just my tiny uh, little yard and stuff and how I can't control the water issues. Right. And there are people that know how to engineer. They even would measure on the trees and stuff like where, how high it was going to be and how do they know? I just think that's so wild that they how would know they how know? to maneuver a body of water. Wow. Thank you for smart engineers. Yes. I am not one of them. Yeah. Thank you for people that take time to learn those things. We will take time to tell about those things. That's right. So. And, and set the table to celebrate that we have said um, electricity. There you but. go. There you go. Well, that was a fun topic to cover. Yeah. And an important one. I think so. I mean, it might not be the most uh, romantic one or the most right. flashy so one, but it's certainly an important part of our culture. Yeah. No potato recipe, potato salad recipes in today's episode, but it can all be potlucks. That's and right. You couldn't cook said 
dishes if you didn't have electricity. <laughs> right. You couldn't grow your potatoes for I your potato you could. salad. You'd be making it fireside. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank goodness for modern conveniences. I know. All right. Well, uh, go enjoy a, a lovely body of water near you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I wish we, that is one thing I've said before. I wish I had access to a boat, even if it was just a really good friend with a boat, because I do love to go out on the water. Me too. That was always the level of friend group, in in the friend group, whoever had the boat. I was like, your family must really have more means than the rest (laughs) of us, because you have a boat. (laughs) You have a recreational item that is just for fun. So sounds so dreamy we've had a boat in a time in our life but it's a lot of work when you're the one that has it it's yeah. even more fun if it's your friend that that's has right it. you just show up saturday morning hey with i your- made jello salad <laughs> <laughs> i've got my suntan lotion oh my goodness well we hope y'all have a good week we've enjoyed spending some time with you and i will end by saying peace be with you oh and also with y'all bye